All right. Hello. Hi. Episode three about book two. This is Sophia. This voice is Sophia. This voice is Allison. And welcome to Firestar Walk with us. Me. me. I forgot the name of our fucking <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Jesus. I am severely dehydrated, but I can walk. Happy summertime. Happy summertime. Happy, Happy cancer season. End of cancer season. Cancer season. It's, I've never been stronger. I've never yeah. felt stronger, more powerful. Than I am right now. I've never felt more in control of my emotions. That's not true. That's I've, never I've never felt been in control of my emotions <laughs> once in my entire I've never life. I've felt more out of control in regards to my emotions. I've been actually. spiraling. It's been mess. It's been a wild. It has been mess yeah. this season has. But you know what? It's, yeah, it's needed. Cancer season. We Sometimes need it. you just got to ride that wave of bullshit emotions. And oh, have those emotions been bullshit, you know? Do you ever feel like everyone you know and love hates you for no reason? That's anxiety, babe. It's great. We love it. <laughs> what have you been up to? This what have I been up week? to? What have I been Update. up to? Um, updates. Um, I can walk again, which is nice because last Ayo. episode we recorded me lying flat on my back in my apartment because I was crippled. No, I can walk and stuff. It's good. Gucci. Yeah. It's great. I have a job interview on Thursday that I'm excited about. Yes. Please, God, I want to be a corporate sellout so bad. I want to work at a startup. I want to have cold brew on tap. I want dental insurance. I want to be able to take care of my teeth. Oh my God. I went to the dentist. What was that like for you? Tell me about the dentist. I haven't been in since like the Clinton administration. I had not been to the dentist. Maybe like the Bush administration. No, Prince. No. I vaguely remember getting bribed to get my teeth cleaned by my mom was like, I'll buy you the Princess Diana Memorial Beanie Baby. The last time I had been to the dentist had been like probably like three years before. Mm -hmm. And I went back and he was like, "Uh uh-oh, you got a couple cavities. And I was like, that's great. I'll never return. It's been in the 90s in Boston. It's been nasty weather. Garbage weather. Also, for those of you not in Boston, I've spent the past two weeks furious at the MBTA because it's bad. It's broken. It's so broken. broken but they I'm going to push Charlie it. Baker in front of the orange line. I swear to God. There was an event last summer that I replied going to on Facebook that I didn't participate in, but it was like, send Charlie Baker thomas the tank engine figurines until he fixes the teeth <laughs> and I, I was like i don't have the money to put into that but that's a genius idea that it's he sucks i hate him he was my younger brother's commencement speaker because his shitty son went to college with my brother yeah he sucked he quoted finding nemo and then was like applaud for your parents i hope you all find your nemos <laughs> <laughs> i'm like i hope you find the As balls to fix the teeth piece of shit <laughs> Should we so, switch? So what have you been up to? I went to the beach recently and I didn't oh, get a sunburn. Nice. So. Killing it. There Killing you go. It. This like pale Irish skin was like put to the test, but uh, my sunscreen was stronger. And which sun- which brand? Prevailed. Just shout out. Let's do some product placement. I have absolutely no idea. Oh, no. <laughs> Whatever one they sell at Stop and Shop. Yeah. I had like a half used bottle of Neutrogeno in my bag last summer and that like, did I just call it Neutrogeno? Fuck. Neutrogena, not to misdecline the sunblock. Whatever. I had sunblock in my bag and I used it like three times. Nice. It's fine. Yeah. And then other than that, what did I? I went to see a movie at midnight last night and uh-huh. I felt like a cool teen because I can't stay up that late anymore. I can't stay up past 1130. No, me either. Um, but the movie uh, was Mad Max Fury Road, which was great. Um, and it started at midnight and I was like, uh-oh. Yeah. Um, so I took an edible about 45 minutes nice. before we walked to the theater. And I was like, I need coffee mm-hmm. 
and I need just some sort of persistence to stay awake. Just grit it. You got to gut it out. I dug deep. And you did it. And I did it. And then I took an Uber home. And my friends were like, you can sleep at our apartment. And I was like, but I can't, though. And I left. That's fair. You want to be in your own bed sometimes. Yeah. And also, I it's the thing. Listen, I can give endless hospitality. But to accept it, I Hard. simply cannot. No, it's bad. I don't like it. I simply cannot accept hospitality. It's not an option. I don't want to be. My main driving energy is to not to put people out of their way all ever i will cut off my own foot the idea of before being i impose on someone else the idea of being an inconvenience to someone is so viscerally horrific it's to terrible me. i would rather die yeah so i was like no i will not be sleeping on your couch i will be taking an uber home at 2 30 in the to morning to be fair the couch in my apartment is bad that too yeah it's metal it's and bad, feels bad I, on hate your body. <laughs> I love my apartment i love my roommates but our couch is cursed feels bad on the body it's shedding a little now so you just got like these little leather flakes leather flakes on everything and which is how you can like Hot. if i'm ever murdered they're gonna be able to place me back at my apartment by the pleather flakes and if I was murdered by someone who was also on that couch they will connect them to my body through the pleather flakes that would be some good forensic right like, though pleather flaking pleather, pleather say pleather flake pleather flake pleather flake pleather could pleather flake be a warrior's name absolutely pleather flake what about feather flake that'd get feather flake it feels like a tongue twister that feels hard for like if you're a furry whistle with a list do you know i spent speech therapy as a kid i didn't know that i did it was like school mandated because my weird private school was like you can't talk normal and to be fair i couldn't do the th in three so i'd be like free which is normal which is normal but every once in a while it'll like come out and i have like a slight lift I overemphasized it mm. at that time, but I do have a little bit of a list sometimes, but I had to like got pulled out of class for like a couple months to go like sit in a, like a resource room in the library and say words. Wait, how old were you during this Ooh, time? I would say like maybe kindergarten or first grade. Oh, so you were young, young. I was young. Because I was going to say, I used to get pulled out of class in the fifth grade because I was getting bullied <laughs> and the school counselor had too much time on her hands. And so she was like, you know what's going to make this situation better? singling you out singling me out and then not only that but singling the bullies out and pulling us all out of class at the same time and sitting us in a room together because that's gonna make them stop hating me right oh my god making them like interrupt their lives and like singling them out and like pulling them out in front of all their classmates too it's all bad that's bad it was not good and it led to the situation getting much worse i used to get pulled. Be a kid, right it's bad i used to get pulled out of class in middle school because like honestly if you've known me for even more than five minutes it's very obvious that i have so severe ADHD but somehow no adult in my life noticed this until I was 16 in therapy so I they were like they're like there's something wrong with you but we don't know what but they just like pull me out of class to go to the resource room which is basically like I'd sit at a table with like someone who was not professionally trained because that's the great thing about private school in Massachusetts is like you don't have to there no. aren't laws well that's any private school. any private school that's but like because there's no laws you're like not responsible no like rules, you don't need to be licensed or trained if the school's like yeah fuck it we'll put you in charge of kids um and we just sit there and she'd be like have you done your homework and I'd be like no and she'd be like do you want to make a schedule and I'd be like sure so we'd make a list and then I just wouldn't do anything on the list and then at the end of the year she'd get me and all the other sped kids together and give us ice cream yeah didn't learn anything who did I, w- I was failed by many adults what's the point of school honest you know what didn't <laughs> fail me degree. you know you know what didn't fail me when I was in the sixth grade 
Warriors. Let's talk. Let's recap. Yeah, what let's happened start with in our recap segment. Book, book two, Fire and Ice. So there's fire. There's ice. We're finding Wind Clan. Wind Clan got found, bitch. They were under the highway the entire time. The whole time. Spoilers for Warrior Cats. Yeah. Um, um, I mean, I feel like that's a disclaimer for this entire podcast. Like, spoilers for Warrior Cats books. Yeah. We're going to be talking about them, so. I took some notes. While most of these notes were taken, like, at my friend's wedding and then later, like, yesterday. Because I read this book in, like, two sittings. I'm trying to... So many things happened in this book, and I read all of it yesterday. I can't remember what happens in what order necessarily. I feel like I remember because I read most of this yesterday. So like they're finding Wind Clan. Um, they go Fire Heart, Heart, and Gray Stripe are tasked by Blue Star, the clan leader, yes, to go find Wind Clan. Because they've been gone for, I think, two months now. Give or take time. We'll talk about this later. But, like, time is really funky in these books. Because I don't know how long anything is supposed to take or how old any of these fucking cats are. They exist outside of time. Because Rusty's, like, a year old, but also not. I don't know. Because at one point in the book, it's like, oh, he spent his first winter in his two-leg place. But I'm like, I thought he was a kitten when he joined. And that's why he could. And cats are only kittens for, like... Like, a year and a half. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'd I'd assume... They're playing a little loosey-goosey with the timeline here. But also, what human age is he supposed to be equivalent to is my other question because it's kind of like implied that he might be like a teenager a little bit but then they put him in charge of a child then they put him in charge of a child and they reveal that he has a sister who's the same age as he is who is like pregnant children and is like a mother i'm like is she a teen mom i don't know it's weird yeah i don't know but they're like old yeah it's weird so they find so basically like they have to go find win clan they find win clan under the highway with a surprising amount of efficiency and ease i might i thought the whole book was going to be the journey to find win clan but like we were talking about this last night it's a lot of like rising action falling action rising action falling action like there isn't like the narrative triangle you learn about in elementary school and middle school where it's like inciting action plot plot brings back down and then you're at the bottom of the triangle and the book's over it's like yeah. a fucking mountain range of yes plot threads going on so they go they find wind clan it happens i would say maybe in 50 pages they find i think with clan the, easily within the first 50 pages they find wind clan and bring them home and bring them back but when they're so they, we meet some cats um including one named stumpy tail which my note here says is a worse name than gray stripe and then there's also a cat named Wetfoot. Wetfoot's bad Deadfoot also very bad. Deadfoot ableist. Deadfoot, Deadfoot ableist. But also, when you think about the naming traditions of the cats, did they like that? Means did they rename him after his foot got fucked? His parents took one look at this kit and was like, "That's a dead. That's a dead. That's a dead." His name was no. His name was Dead Kit when he was born. But Deadpaw sounds like it could be kind of goth, and like you could have like Deadwind or like something could be cool. Emo ass parents who were like Dead Kit. Yeah. Our child is dead. Maybe like he was stillborn. Did that get too serious? But he couldn't have been because he's alive now. <laughs> no, maybe he came There's back no to life. way he was stillborn. Fuck. I don't know. I can't. They were I just like super goth parents. The naming schemes are just wild. So they find the cats and they're like cutting back through. They're trying to go home to ThunderClan. ThunderClan. But they cut through. RiverClan territory. RiverClan territory. And they run into some other ri- RiverClan cats who like start shit. 
Yeah, River Clan's not happy to find them there. And they have a battle, and Graystripe kind of kills somebody. Graystripe, like, full-on ends a cat's life. Um, <laughs> One of my notes is, holy shit, White, Ca- White Claw got flung off a cliff. Oh, there's also, like, some tongue sharing, and maybe a cat gets hit by a car, but then it doesn't. Well, I think that's, like, later, right? No, that's before, because I'm looking at my notes, and it goes straight from, are we going to see a cat get hit by a car? Sharing tongues is still weird. Between this and Mother Mouth, there's a thing. And then page 76, my note is just yikes. And what then... happened on page 76? <laughs> yeah. Hold on. It's got to go to page one which to 76. Textual evidence. This is why I write down page numbers. Was it bark face? I don't know if it was Oh, no, no, no. It's, the clouds are stained with blood. Yeah, it was when the clouds are stained with blood. It's, just, it's a sign from our ancestors. There's trouble ahead. This day shall bring unnecessary death. And my note was just yikes sounds ominous but then like it does they really like that word in this book series ominous they do like white claw totally bites it and then we find out that like they get back and like it's cool um he has an apprentice too yeah they he and graystripe both get apprentices but graystripe is like consumed with guilt over killing this other cat but like he only kind of killed the other cat he like yeah he tried to save him but But he was within circumstances where like the cat came to die but he like blames himself and so he's kind of a shitty mentor to his apprentice so fireheart is like guess i better take care of both these kids cinderpaw and brackenpaw brackenpaw's a bad name Yes. Um, there's also a great bit where, like, they're training. He, Oh, yeah, big one. He runs into his sister? Yeah, his, Princess. Like, kitty pet. Kitty pet. There's sister. some, like, serious paternalism, too, towards her that was gross and annoyed me because I wrote a note about it that was paternalism towards Princess. And also, he's full-on having an identity crisis. Yeah, no, he definitely is. And I think the fact that his friend is being distanced is sort of like part of it. But yeah, he has like a a really like he wants to like be friends with his sister again, but also like finding his roots. Also, like I like how like in his whole like narrative of his life, at no point does he mention he has a sibling at all. Until now. Until now. I guess I forgot about it. And then it's like he has brothers and sisters they reveal too because it's like his sister but like he they talk about like brothers and sisters i'm like wow there's like more of them out there. there's a whole bunch of them he's having an identity crisis oh there's a scene where they go vole hunting and it's really upsetting to me because like mm. i'm a soft touch when it comes to animal death and they talk about like full-on killing a vole and that made me sad it's what they it's nature yeah it's how nature works it's just how it is things are killed so when like they're going training or something and they're like with their apprentices um gray stripe falls in a river and then gets rescued yes. by a hot cat from another clan. Silver stream. And admittedly, there's a hilarious piece of dialogue where she's like, what are you doing in my territory? And he's just like, drowning. That was good. I love that. The timing was good. And then my note was, are they gonna fuck? And guess what? They fuck. They fuck. Yeah, so there's some flirting going on. Also, then there, my notes immediately jump to, like, it's the winter now. There's plague in the camp. Graystripe is being super sus. Graystripe's being super sus because you're, like, within the rules of warrior the, cl- the warrior code. You cannot fuck outside. <laughs> all over the microphone. <laughs> outside your clan. It's no, it's simply no-no. not allowed. But he's like, oh, but Silverstream and I must bone bone and also fireheart takes it really hard and what this reminded me of is like this might just be like a bi adolescent mood but do you remember when your best friend started dating someone for the first time and you hated their boyfriend consumed with rage and jealousy but like maybe you didn't identify the feeling as jealousy but you just hated this new person so much it was jealousy but you'd rationalize it and be like well it's because like they can't like they don't know me prioritize their friend over their boyfriend because you'd get mad at them too like yeah I'd always get mad it was at them. really like bad 
and be like, wow, well, like, I guess your boyfriend's more important to you than I am or whatever. It was toxic and bad. But it was like a mood. It's almost like preteens and teens can't handle their emotions in a healthy way sometimes. And that, Shocking. I know. What? Shocking. Shocking. Nobody teaches us how to deal with our feelings. Also, I think we find out how cats make out, which is just like they touch their heads in different ways. Yeah. That was one of my notes is like, is this how cats make out when she's like rubbing up on him? True. Which is weird because they're sharing tongues, but this is like the big scandalous romances. They're just kind of like, rubbing up on each other bumping shoulders and then what else ha- he so he has these training these two apprentices and then his, his apprentice buddy gets hit by a car yeah because because she's sort of reckless she kind of like she's to do not her own things. smart she's not good at listening but she's also like i think supposed to be the equivalent of like a 10 year old child yeah she's not yeah like 12. she's like a hyperactive 12 year old and there's a thing where like all the cats are sick and there's some like weird implications that like or not implications but like there's some sketchy stuff bones getting left around where people think like shadow clan and river clan are hunting in thunder clan territory but it turns out that it was the old shadow clan leader who got chased broken out. star let's remember broken star broken star that's what he's called but yeah there's plague in the camp blue star gets sick. loses another life to green cough and also prediction mm-hmm. she's gonna die before this book series is over she does not live to see the end of this series i'm guessing that she does not she dies at the end of book five i'm guessing it's like a dumbledore situation where she Mm. loses her ninth life around book four book five and then book six is like tiger claw takes over and they have to like get the clan back from him Mm. it's my prediction but like she loses a life to plague everybody's got a the flu it's like the like 1919 flu pandemic up in here and uh What's her name? One of the cats, like, has a child who dies, and it's very sad. Brindleface? Brindleface. It's either Frostfur or Brindleface. No, it's Brindleface because Frostfur is Cinderpaw's mom. Oh, yeah. That's why she keeps visiting. Um, Cinderpaw gets hit by a car. I know. It's, like, it was incredibly upsetting, honestly. Deeply upsetting. Um, And, like, there's an implication that, like, maybe Tiger Claw orchestrated it. I don't think he did. You don't think he did? I'm going out on a limb. I don't think he did. It's sort of implied that he did. But, like, my thing is with Tiger Claw is that I think Tiger Claw's a shitty dude. But he also really cares about the clan. And I think, like, having a warrior die would not be, like, a thing that he would do. Also, like, he he's clearly going to be the villain of the series, but I don't think he's escalated to that level yet. No. Of, like, wanting to kill his own clan members. Like, I don't he think clearly he would. sucks and is, like on track to be the villain but like he hasn't gotten there quite yeah yet. here's my thing with tiger claw i know mm. we're supposed to hate him but i don't he's a huge douchebag he's a huge douchebag but like he's an effective douchebag he's smart he's smart like he cares about his clan it might just be that like in this book fireheart really started to piss me off because it's like yeah i'm sorry your friend is fucking someone else it's hard when the person you have a crush on falls in love with someone who's not you we've all been there yeah but also it's like none of your fucking business yeah. Although to be fair, like Graystripe in doing so, like a lot of his responsibility falls on Fireheart. Yeah. Because then Fireheart's like, I have to pick up your slack with your apprentice and with hunting and with all this other stuff. Yeah. Which I'll- is like fair. Which is also, but at the same time, Fireheart gets super judgy about like Graystripe's not prioritizing the clan and he thinks everybody should be prioritizing the clan. But at the same time, like he's going off to like talk to his sister and yeah. do all this stuff. And I'm like, also, his sister has a bunch of babies and just gives one to him. Yes. <laughs> She's like, take take my here, have a, have a child. Here, have this child. Have a whole infant. Imagine if someone just handed you a dumbass teenager a baby and was like, raise it in your like weird Family. group of teens who live in the woods. Yeah, exactly. 
Like, here you go. Another teen, too. Another like, teen. I just had multiple babies. Have one. Have a baby. Yeah. Here, here. It's have weird. A baby. Um, also, what I was really psyched for is the nip. Talk about the nip. The nip. I really wanted there to be weed in this series. And I was like. And you were not. I was down. not let down. I hope it comes back because he keeps talking about like, oh, it's so good, but I have to use it to like save people from cat flu. Well, you know, it's an incredibly it's effective. A yeah, you know, it has medicinal, medicinal purposes. We're all trying to get a med card. There's also some more of like the fridging of Spotted Leaf keeps coming back. Yeah, Spotted so, Leaf like, comes I, back again and again. I wrote another note where he's like, couldn't help wishing it were Spotted Leaf here. And I just wrote, fuck off. <laughs> Like, get over it. And I think Yellowfang calls him out when he's like, he brings the knit back and like Yellowfang is doing the most this she's book. She's doing so much. She's doing, like, she's saving everybody from dying from cat flu. Like, Cinderpaw got hit by a fucking car. Um, and she just comes up to him and goes, do you think Spotted Leaf would have been able to save these cats? And I feel like she was calling him out to be like, get the fuck over. You barely knew her. Also, like, I'm doing the most right I'm doing now. the most right now. Like, I don't think Yellowfang would have that kind of, like, lack of ego, if that makes sense. So he gets handed a baby. Um, and there's some weird things I couldn't figure out because they're making fun of Cloud Kit for looking different. But, like, there are other cats with white fur. I think it's that he is, like, specifically, like, got a lot of very, like, long, fluffy white fur and looks like a house Because, like, White Storm has... Yeah, and frost fur. Frost fur. Like, there are many cats who are white. I don't know. I think it's that he's so fluffy, though, too. I don't know. I didn't get it either. So this cat is also a dum-dum. Cloud Kit's an idiot. He's an idiot, but he is also a child. He's also five. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I picture him as a dumb five-year-old. So Broken Star shows up. Justice for Spotted Leaf. And this is one of those things where I thought, like, okay, the book's coming to a close kind of early because I was looking down. There's, like, a serious chunk of pages left. But again, the rising action, falling action, rising action, falling action. Like, Broken Star, they raid the camp. And they kill... Graystripe straight up kills Clawface. So he's got the highest body count in these books so far. No, yeah. Graystripe is a stone cold killer. (laughs) That's why I want to amend my casting of Graystripe. But he like straight up kills the cat who killed Spotted Leaf. So finally some fucking justice. And then they like Broken Star is blinded by Yellow Fang. Who then drops the biggest the fucking biggest, twist. I did not see this coming at all. And like you can tell in my notes that I am shook. Yeah. So Yellowfang is his mom. His mom. Yellowfang is Broken Star's fucking mom. And Broken Star never even knew this because she gave him away at birth. Because she was a medicine be raised cat. Raised by another family because medicine cats aren't supposed to have kids. And she fell in love with Tulls? Crooked? Another, the clan leader of Shadow Clan at the time. Yeah. So they fucked. She had kids. Which, do you think, can medicine cats like... Herbs can seem to do a lot in this. Is there cat birth control? I feel like this might be something they'd have figured out. Is there a cat abortion pill? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. But like also just in my like genetic knowledge of cats and the one time we had an unspayed cat live with me in my dorm room my freshman year of college. Is there the nip? Can the nip do that? I don't know. But like I remember sidebar story from freshman year of liberal arts college my roommate texts me when we're back from winter break and goes hey Sophia what do you feel about cats and I'm like I've got cats at home I like cats and Samantha's like oh good because I found a kitten behind a bush at a skating rink and like I don't want to take it to a shelter this cat lived with us until the end of the fucking school year because what we should have done is taking it to a shelter while she was still like cute 
and would have gotten adopted right away. But for some reason, my roommate did not want to do that. So we just secretly kept a cat. There were already three of us in a force triple. Uh-oh. And then there was a cat. And one time she just shit on my towels. And like, <laughs> instead of dealing with this, my roommate just threw the towel out and never bought me another towel. Rude. Yeah. This cat used to also run out of our dorm room. And like every time I took a shower. So like every morning I would have to like run down the hallway in my towel like to catch the cat. Because if it's we a got feral cat that shouldn't be in a college if dorm. We caught, if we got caught with the cat, we would have gotten kicked out of student housing. We would have lost our deposit. It was bad. But luckily my RA that your shout out to Lavelle did not care. He was great. I loved him so much. He was a true hero. Um, But yeah, we secretly had a cat live with us. And this cat was not spayed because it was feral Mm -hmm. and like got really horny and just yelled at us. So like, (laughs) you know, like an unspayed cat. I mean, who hasn't been horny and yelled yelled before? (laughs) So I remember being like, oh, these are like cats are like fertile at like very specific planned times. So it seems like, I don't know. Sidebar, yeah, but I forget sometimes that I did that. A cat should not have stayed with us for more than a week. Yeah. I don't know what happened to that cat. Well, I hope. I hope she's okay. I hope she's good. I don't remember what she was called, but I hope she's okay. Yeah. Savannah, if you're listening to this, please let me know if the cat's okay. I think we're still <laughs> friends on Facebook. Yeah. Speaking of cats who are a little horny. Yeah. Let's talk about the romance. Romance. In this book because not only was there Silver Stream and Gray Stripe, Sandpa. Or Sandstorm. Sandstorm, as every she gets time, named in the last third of the book. Every time I hear Sandstorm's name, I just hear the bit, like, the Daru. <laughs> and I wish we had the license for it, because just every time her name is said, I want there just be the, like, <laughs> I love her. She's so good in this book, because she's at the battle by where, what's, I, I already forgot the name of the cat fucking bites it, falls off a cliff, and, like, Fireheart saves her. Yeah. And she's like, oh, maybe you don't suck. And, and they, like start to be bros they go on patrol and like throw snowballs together which we all know is a precursor to making out oh obviously we've all seen a romantic comedy or 12 we've all been flirting with someone when you're 15 and it's the winter yeah yeah we grew up in cold climates can we talk about who we would cast to play sandstorm sandstorm did we talk about this last episode too i don't know but now that she's got a more fully fleshed i genuinely cannot remember i feel like i floated zendaya I feel like Zendaya was floated. I also, I just watched the new season of Stranger Things and Uh the girl who plays Robin, the like gay ice cream scooper girl who I'm like obsessed with, who's Uma Thurman and Ethan Hawke's daughter. She could also be a sandstorm. Ooh. Maya Hawke is I think her name. Yeah. Just someone like kind of cool and pointy and mean. Yeah. But in a fun way. Someone who's like a little bit fun mean and like can can be a little bit like can like Like she'll bully you, but in a friendly way. Yeah. She's great this book too. Like she nearly kills a cat. Oh yeah, because there's another battle. There's There's a lot Oh yeah, they have to go save Wind Clan. Again. (laughs) Because River Clan and Shadow Clan Clan team up to try and kick them out a second time and Wind Clan is like, Thunder Clan, come help us. And And they do. To be fair, Tiger Claw's like, yeah, we're gonna because we're not shitty. Yeah. Um, Tiger Claw also in the middle of the battle does kind of leave Fireheart to maybe get killed. But again, like, whatever. Well, because also Tiger Claw is one of those cats who I feel like never came around on him not being like clanborn. Yeah. So so Tigerheart might not be full shitty yet, but I think he also doesn't see Fireheart as a member of the clan. Because this is also after the revelation that like he's been hanging out with like a kitty pet and like she gave her its kid. Yeah. Like it's weird. Like maybe that's his kid. We don't know. Like that could be a cover story. Yeah, exactly. Um, he also has this great interaction. It's one of my favorite scenes in the book is where like Cloud Kid is playing with a moss ball and then Tiger Claw shows up and would be like, it would be day. <laughs> 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 Sorry, my boyfriend who I knew was in the 
apartment, opened a door, and I thought I was about to die. <laughs> but like, anxiety. I feel like Godzilla just attacked me. <laughs> it was like Jaws. There's this cute moment where Fireheart and Cloudkit are, like, playing with a ball of moss. And then, like, the ball of moss rolls away. And Tigerclaw, like, rolls in and is, like, picks up the moss. But, like, it would be unfortunate to lose such, such a, a valuable plaything. Play yeah. And I'm like, fuck, that's a good line. It's such a good line because he, like, looks directly at Fireheart when he says it. And, like, Fireheart's like, oh, shit, are you talking about my nephew? Or the moss ball. Or the moss ball that my nephew's playing with. And I love Tiger. Like, and I, then he's like, did, did he think Cinderpaw was like a plaything? Because he suspects that maybe like Tigerclaw has I something to do. I still don't think Tigerclaw was out to kill Cinderpaw. But he thought that Blue Star was coming, not Cinderpaw. I thought he Remember? thought that Fireheart was coming. Oh, mm-hmm. no, he thought it was Blue Star. He thought it was Blue Star. Oh, yeah. But I, st- I don't know if he would kill Blue Star. I don't think if, I don't think we're at that level. But I think he thinks she has a bunch more lives left, too. So he might be trying to knock off some of those Knock a lives. couple more off yeah yeah i don't know i really like tiger claw i'm sorry i love him he's great he's he, a he fun like he's sucks, a really he's interesting character his psychology is interesting because i want to know because like he clearly cares about thunder clan a lot and i want to like dig more into his backstory i hope we get more of that because i hope he's not just evil for the sake of like being evil because yeah. like i too find fireheart kind of annoying yeah so like i get where he's coming because he is he's really annoying so there's the battle. They see Wind Clan successfully. They see Wind Clan also like Fireheart is like visited by the spirit of Spotted Leaf, which like you get it. You would, you thought a hot girl was hot, and then she died. Yeah. Um. And then she like tells him like beware a disloyal cat, and he thinks it's Graystripe because he's like boning the River Clan boning shit. the River Clan cat, and it's like oh no, it's Tiger Claw. I'm like duh, it's fucking Tiger Claw. Of it you is. idiot. He's the dumbest. He is the dumbest protagonist alive. He's so stupid. <laughs> He's so stupid. But it also works to do, like, the trickle reveal to the reader if, like, this cat is just, like, it's like how Harry and Harry Potter doesn't notice fuck all. Yeah, yeah. It's the same same idea. It's like you need that, like, if you're doing, like, a limited first person, like, limited, like, closed third person perspective or whatever the fancy yeah. I don't have an English degree is called terminology. Oh, yeah. Kits go missing again. But this time it's because uh, Cloud Kit, who's his nephew... Runs off with his basically adoptive brother and sister to like go hunt because they're out of food, which is like, again, like they keep losing children. Like, this is a plot. Like, I realize there's only been two books, but at least twice in these two books, action has been spurred by like losing babies. Um, Cloud Kit's big simple. That's one of my notes. He's big simple, but oh my god, he's great. I dig his whole energy. I do. He's fun because like he's dumb, but he doesn't know it. And he's like a kid too, so he's like dumb, but he's also like the equivalent of a six-year-old. He's a first grader, he is. you know. Yeah, and I love first graders. Um, Firestar also should not have let Silverstream go without at least like biting her a little, because yeah. Darkstripe saw that, and there's like weird tension, and then the book just ends. Yeah, with them like taking a nap. Yeah, and that's the end of the book. Like, yeah, because it's snowing. I ship it. They're great. I do. They're great. I Grace, like Silverstream too. I like her. She seems fun. Who would you cast with Silverstream? Oh, oh. Her whole thing is that she's like mega hot, right? Yeah. Like Who's like hot? Yeah. Every actress I think is hot, which is a lot of them. Would you cast Jodie Comer? She, you know what? She could be a good yeah. Silverstream. Yeah. Because she's also got the like the energy. Yeah. You know? oh, there's also the revelation we find out like River Clan isn't because one of the things is they keep harping on is that like, oh, well, River Clan, like, why are they hunting in Wind Clan territory? They've got fish. But it turns out like climate they change. Don't. Yeah. There's there's a whole like <laughs> environmentalism aspect to these books that yeah. I didn't pick up on as a kid. But like, yeah, the cats are all like the reason that the clans are all like going to war is because their resources are all scarce because like 
human expansion into the wilderness and climate change are fucking them over. Yeah, like humans set up camps so they don't have enough fish. Which is, again, like, I feel like so much of this could just be, like, talk it out. Wait, did we talk about your amended casting for Graystripe? Yeah, no, we haven't yet. I want to amend my casting of Graystripe. I want to rescind Gate Matarazzo and go for uh, someone who... Also, now that he is in his... Twenty? He's not in his 20s. We don't know. He's like 15. No, no, I mean the cat. I kind of want to go John Boyega. Oh. Because John Boyega is like fun and friendly, but also like beefy. He's he's got 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 broad shoulders. Yeah. Yeah. But he's like friendly. He's friendly. Like I could see, like I really want, I want to lean more into like the John Boyega. I can see it. And if we're going with Jodie Comer as Silverstream. It would work. It would work. Yeah. Ooh, you know who else would make a good sandstorm is Daisy Ridley. Daisy Ridley. Yeah. She she has the right vibe. Yeah. Of being like tough, but like still sweet. Ooh, can we talk about my casting for Dust Pelt? Because oh, I yes, was tell struck. Me, tell me, tell me. It's Ansel fucking Elgort. Oh my God. Because so I hate his right. face so much. And Dustpaw, Dustpelt, has that energy of like the shitty guy in your like liberal arts college seminar who thinks he knows more than the professor. Who like corrects the professor but is wrong when he does so. Yeah. And he's got that that face. The smug, you know? like the, yeah, you just want to hit him. That's yeah. my casting. Yep. That's excellent casting. And I'm who, right and I should say it. Who did we say for Blue Star last time? Did I think I said, Til- I floated Tilda Swinton. Tilda Swinton, that's right. So I know I talked about- Because I was also going to like throw Meryl Streep into the ring. <laughs> oh my God. If we ever get the voice of Mother Mouth, I think it should be Meryl Streep. Oh, oh my God. Or Frances McDormand. Because yeah. did you see Good Omens? I have not seen Good Omens She yet. was the voice of God in Ooh, Good Omens. Because I love that book. And like she could be the voice of God again in Warriors. Oh my God. Yeah. So this is again not related to cats, but I want to share mm. it. Share it. So I talked about this on my Twitter, but I discovered this yesterday. You know who's seen Shrek 2? And I know this for a fact. Tilda Swinton. Okay. Because she was on the jury at Cannes in whatever year Shrek 2 was out. And Shrek 2 played in competition at Cannes. Mm-hmm. So we know that Tilda Swinton has at least seen Shrek 2. Okay. So I'm about to reveal once again... How much of a dum-dum I am. Go ahead. I'm a dum-dum too. It's not pronounced cans. I th- I don't know. I don't speak fucking French. I think it's con. I took German in college and Hebrew in like middle and ele- like elementary, middle and high school. So I don't actually know how you say it. I feel like it's con. Oh, I'm almost certain you're right. But I've been saying cans my entire life. I said canes in my head too. Who knows? It's the, the French one where they have the palm door. The palm door. The palm door. <laughs> The pom- the pompadour. <laughs> the Pomeranian. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know fuck all about movies. But yeah, no. Silda Swinton has seen Shrek 2. Just now we all know that. Um, okay, so I think we, we should get talk. into Hottest Cat this volume. Sandstorm or Most stream. likely to turn a person into a furry. I'd say probably Silverstream. I would is say Silverstream too. I was thinking about this in the shower this morning. I'm not a furry, but <laughs> I was thinking about this because Silverstream opens up the possibility of cross-clan romance, which mm-hmm. is an easy thing to think about being like, oh, well, I have a crush on somebody who's in like another middle school. And then you start thinking about what would you do in that situation? You start imagining yourself as a warrior cat. And then it's just a quick hop, skip and a jump over the like the stream into being a fucking furry. Yeah. <laughs> so I think it's Silverstream. I, I think, think Silverstream is the most likely to turn someone into a furry. Also, I think she was like genuinely like the hottest, like within the like cat 
when they talk about her, it's like clear that she is like a very attractive to other cats. Yeah, you know? like she's she's a mega hottie. Yeah, like I say. Yeah, and like and she's like a like princess kind of because her dad's the clan leader. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, I think Silverstream is the most likely to turn someone into a furry. Um, MVP Yellowfang. I, I was thinking for a minute like Sandstorm, but it's Yellowfang. No, easily Yellowfang. Yellowfang fucking kills it for the entire book. She holds it that down. Twist, she like. She blinds her own son in battle, but then is like, I refuse to let you kill him or like turn him out into the like woods, woods like, to die. I'm gonna like take care of him and like stands up for him, stands up for herself, the and drama. is also taking care of everyone during a plague after Cinderpaw gets hit by a car. Like she like is adopts Cinderpaw kind of. Are they setting Cinderpaw up to be a medicine cat? If we weren't like stuck only with Fireheart's perspective, I'd be like that's a relationship that I'm more interested in. Is Cinderpaw and Yellowfang? Yeah. No, Cinderpaw's great too. I love her whole like personality. She's, and her energy, yeah. She's like the secondary MVP yeah, of the book, I think. For sure. I think it's like Yellowfang and Cinderpaw. Yeah. Mostly Yellowfang though. Cause like Yellowfang A like saved everyone's lives and held it the fuck down and be like the best fucking twist in these books yes. thus far. Who are we pouring one out for? Who's the saddest death? Was there a sad death or were there I just mean... satisfying deaths? I didn't care enough about whatever the cat that died. White Claw? Yeah. The, the kid who died was sad kind of because Brindleface Brindleface's kid yeah dies. but like the idea of it being like a child who dies yeah that's unfortunate <laughs> just brush off like yeah you know the kid you died know, whatever kid, child deaths it's kind of sad yeah yeah there weren't not as many cats bit it because I thought we were gonna have like one major cat die per book after they like fridge spotted leaf and off Lionheart, Lionheart in the same book I yeah. thought like okay we're setting up anyone can die I guess Blue Star losing a life was but she only lost she was back She's got one more. She's got one more, though. She's on her ninth. Yeah. Which Yellowfang knows. I don't think Tiger Claw knows. No. I guess maybe. White Claw, just because it was dumb and easily preventable. But also, they should not have cut through WindClan territory, RiverClan territory to begin with. Like, that was a dumb choice. Also, like, Graystripe was so torn up about it that it, like, made it more impactful, even though we didn't really know his character. Because, like, Graystripe was, like, devastated and we know and like him. I genuinely thought Cinderpaw was going to bite it. I'm glad she didn't, but I was all set for her to be, like, most gut-wrenching death. Because then, but then it would have been, like, Fireheart very early on had, like, the death of a child on his conscience. Which I think narratively would have been more interesting. True. But, you know, whatever. She's going to be cool. I hope Cinderpaw continues to be a major player. I don't really care about Brackenpaw. He seems whatever. Although he killed, like, a huge-ass bird or something, right? He's really good at hunting. He's really good at hunting, yeah. Still, I'm still on the Justice for Spotted Leaf train. yeah. The, no, she's coming she, back from the dead and is like of all the cats she could talk to coming back from the dead it's like oh i'm gonna talk to fireheart i'm gonna talk to this kid who had a crush on me for a minute it's like not go to yellowfang the current medicine cat or like blue star or anybody did she have friends we don't know we simply don't i'm still like i'm still mad about that i'm gonna be mad about that until the end of time yeah no justice for spottedly she gets all the justice she still gets all of the justice we truly want to see her get justice and i know we kind of did because like claw whatever the fuck Clawface gets killed by gray stripe who likes tertiary mvp but he keeps making dumb decisions but like he does have the highest body count this book he does yeah he certainly does. He really does. He's a stone cold um, killer. And then they have like Fireheart kept keeps having this thing where he's like, "Is Tiger Claw murderer?" Well, I don't absolutely. know, but your best friend is. Yeah, so. your best friend's definitely taken cat life. 
there were some themes I picked up on. Yeah. About like that clan identity is a big thing and like Fireheart working his shit about like am I clan like I know I'm not clan born that I have like the zealot tree of like a convert and like that he's obsessed with like what does it mean to be a clan born cat and like judging gray stripe for not like upholding the warrior code and like acknowledging that there is a double standard that like because cats are clan born that their like relationship to the clan and the system is they they can get away with more Mm -hmm. than he can because he's like a kitty pet i think he sees that more with his nephew than with himself too Mm -hmm. when like when cats are being needlessly cruel to his nephew who is a baby and he's like i don't i don't understand you know what i mean like yeah it's more obvious when he sees it happening because also like he chose to join but like his nephew didn't have a choice his mom just handed him him at him when he was still like unable to walk on his own like not even weaned because like that's the whole thing is like brindleface's baby just died agreeing to like nurse this cat yeah exactly so it's but like people are still like judgmental of him for being like kitty pet born or whatever and it's like wait but he like didn't have a choice and also you're all cats you're all cats you're all cats like chill the fuck out you're all cats yeah you're cat it's you're, you're it's cats. a cat like you're you're like it's also a cat it's got four legs and a tail and like little knife mouth like chill <laughs> little um, knife hands little knife mouth little knife ready mouth. to go <laughs> i honestly hope that cloud kit does not become fireheart's apprentice i feel like you know who should be and like i don't remember if this happened yeah because you've read these books before so long ago though um i want sandstorm to be his mentor yeah i was just thinking that that would be sick. cool that i that would fucking rule yeah i don't remember if that's what happens that would also set up like a weird like co-parenting romance situation because like they hook up eventually i'm certain they played in the snow together they super they super do. um but i think that would be cool they like slow burn their relationship they really do though. yeah where it's like gray stripe immediately meets silver stream and is like you see me from falling in a, zone like how we were talking last episode about like how falling in a river is like a thing you're vulnerable and she pulls him out of a river but like there's no slow burn there. It's like they meet and they're immediately like, we got to go to the bone zone. We got to. We're just both too hot not to. We're too hot and too horny. Because I feel like gotta... Stripe is like Loki implied to be kind of hot. Yeah. like But like a hot dumb jock kind of way. Like Channing Tatum. Yeah. Like he's cat Channing Tatum. Ooh. Yeah. Channing Tatum would be a very good. I like John Boyega though. No, I like John Boyega a lot. Yeah. But John Boyega is really hot. Yeah. Yeah. They're both hot. They're both incredibly hot. Yeah. But then it's like with, with Fireheart and Sandstorm, it's like they, they are going to take it like over the course of six books mm. to get to where like Silverstream and Graystripe got in like, like five pages. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> five pages. Like there's no build up to that relationship at all. Like she pulls him out of a river and they immediately are fucking. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> who hasn't been pulled out of <laughs> pulled water? Out. That was my first date with my current boyfriend. Just, he pulled me out of a river. Who, we we who went to a rooftop bar in Harvard life. Square. But like I fell in a river once. Did and you? And I, I, not like a river, but like it was like a stream on a class camping trip in eighth grade, seventh grade. And I really hope my crush pulled me out of the river. But it was just another teacher. Sad. It was. If it had been your crush, it would have been like amazing for life yeah no one of my teachers pulled me out of the river when I went on a camping trip in the eighth grade we went to California and my friend stepped on a bee (laughs) (laughs) that's my most vivid memory from that trip is like my friend stepped on a bee it stung the bottom of her foot of course Mm -hmm. and she was like crying and hobbling and our middle school principal was there and was trying to like comfort her but didn't know what to say to this crying eighth grader and he kept going yeah it hurts like a mother doesn't it it hurts because he didn't want to say motherfucker yeah because eighth grader also after he technically go to a religious middle school ish kind of yeah it was episcopalian but he like says this enough times and my friend like tear streaked face eventually looks up and just looks him dead in the eye and goes my mother 
doesn't hurt me. <laughs> it was so good. Amazing. It was oh, so good. Oh my God. Good. So on the same camping trip in terms of disastrous <laughs> middle school camping trips, um, the bus was late picking us up because like it blew a tire and then the bus that was supposed to come help the other bus, like the engine blew out. So we were there for an extra 12 hours. And at one point we're just walking around and one of the middle schoolers like jokingly is like, I'm just going to hitchhike home because I'm in eighth grade and an idiot. We're in the Berkshires and nothing bad can happen to me. Um, But his sister freaks out, his younger sister, and like tackles him, but in doing so breaks her wrist. Nice. Um, And we're in a camp of Jewish hippies. Um, mm-hmm. And it's like these, in retrospect, just incredibly blazed college students. Yeah. But at the time you're like, what are these weird adults what are doing? These weird adults in retrospect, I'm like, you were at most 23 and fucking... 24 7 high off your ass but like red-eyed like oh my god yeah weird they made me like a tree was weird but this happened to sophie and like she's waiting in a car crying because like she just broke her wrist yeah um or her hand and like there were pebbles embedded in it was a mess and like one of the counselors who's just really stoned is just kind of holding his hand like about six inches above her arm and just kind of moving it in a circle and sophie's like what are you doing he's like i'm healing your auras and she looks him dead in the face and goes i broke my other hand it was great. I love I love these vicious kids. I love vicious middle schoolers. They're great. Never go camping. Don't go in. Don't take middle schoolers into the woods. To woods with 13-year-olds, I'd say. I remember, yeah, my other like vivid memories of this camping trip to California were bullying someone who was sleeping in our cabin with us late at night. Nice. She wanted to go to bed and the other 11 of us, because they put 12 of us in cabin. They made us sleep in tents that we had to pitch ourselves. 12 eighth grade girls in a cabin. And so she wanted to go to bed. That's a horror movie. That's like a straight up horror movie. She wanted to go to bed and we were like, unacceptable time for bullying (laughs) for the whole (laughs) week. (laughs) Because she wanted to go to bed. At 10.30. Which is now, I think, a reasonable time to go to bed. Oh, but also, I'm 27. I'm perfectly. like, that's a sleepy time. Like, I want to be out by 11.30 at the it's latest. It's dark outside at that point anyway, and we didn't really have lights. It was like a cabin. In the woods. With We also played a game, which was like a game of assassin in the woods but like at half- night. Ooh, at night. Mm-hmm. And... In retrospect, prime time for abduction and murder. I was like, why did you why did you let loose 80 13-year-olds alone in the woods at night? What? Yeah, in retrospect, bad. Like I run like I chaperone retreats now for one of like part of my job at the synagogue I teach at is like once a year there's a fifth grade retreat and we take all the fifth graders to stay at a camp in like like it's at the ass end of Massachusetts. Yeah. And it's like at a Jewish summer camp and there's like one house that we keep all the kids in and they are literally never outside without an adult with them. No. And I mean, like, obviously I lived and everyone in my class lived, Mm -hmm. but it was like, it's one of those things that I look back in retrospect and I'm like, I'm glad I had that experience because like when I was 13, I would have hated to be supervised doing that Mm -hmm. but at the same time what you know what I mean and now it's like I'm thinking like I would there is no way I would let fifth graders run around in the woods at night or even eighth grade no I would not do that that's bad it's bad it's bad I feel like we lost the thread we did lose the thread a little bit predictions for next book predictions for next book I laid a couple down I think blue star is gonna die before the series is out but do you think that'll be the next book no I think it's the penultimate one I think she bites it in book five um if I remember correctly, which I probably don't, I think Cloud Kit becomes an apprentice in the next. Book. Ooh, that would be fun. I hope it's. I hope he gets Sandstorm, but I feel like it's gonna be Fireheart. I can't remember. That's good though, <laughs> because you can't spoil it. Like we're both kind of discovering this together for the first and second time. Yeah. I think Gray Stripe is gonna continue to see Silverstream. I hope we learn more about her. She seems fun. She's very fun. 
I think, well, no, this is a spoiler because I do remember this, actually. Uh-huh. They have babies. <gasps> like, during the series or is it next one? I can't, I think, I don't know if it's the next book, but I think it's during the first series. Ah! Holy yeah. shit. Oh, my God. And oh, my God. Like oh, my God. Oh, my God. Drama because yes. it's like, which clan do these kits belong to, right? River clan. But do they? Yeah. They've got a ThunderClan father. Yeah, but, like, she's birthing them. Yeah, I mean, I agree, but, yeah. like, it's a whole drama. Because it's a whole, what like, if they split them up? Who knows? Yeah, who knows? I think Yellowfang's going to be, like, a super MVP in that one. I feel like another major cat is going to die next book. It's not going to be Blue Star, but I feel like maybe, like, White Storm or Frostfur or Brindleface might bite it just because that's a cat mm. that could die and would have an emotional impact but not also, like, bum you out super hard. I think, like, yeah, like, White Storm, like, I don't know. Someone's going to die and, like, maybe White Storm is, like, Loki killed by Tiger Claw. I don't know. Or maybe it's, like, a cat from another clan that we've, like, Maybe like, Wetfoot. Morning Flower from Wind Clan, who we like at this point. We've had, yeah, like, I like Morning Flower. Her. Like, she gets, re- like, she's kicking ass, and, like, Fireheart rescues her twice, and, like, she's got a kitten, maybe that cat. I don't know. But there's yeah. going to be, like, some more deaths. Oh, for sure. Always. Um, I think Spotted Leaf keeps coming back to talk to Fireheart as a ghost, and it's going to continue to piss me off. Because of all the other cats she could talk to, like, the clan leader's right there. Yeah. You can talk to Blue Star. You can talk to literally anyone. You're a ghost. Anyone else. I hope they go back to Mother Mouth. There was not enough Mother Mouth this book for me. Someone went to Mother Mouth, though. Yeah, Night but like, Star. Oh, yeah, because he he's a Night Star now. He needed to get his nine lives and his leader name, so he, he went to mother mouth that was one thing i was really interested in that was fun is that like even after you are deposed as leader you still keep your lives so like that's a fun thing is like broken star's got a bunch of lives so like i think that's gonna be cool i'm curious i think broken star escapes but he's blind so he can't get very far maybe blind and like injured but i feel like we nurse him back to health and then he escapes and there's gonna be something where like he comes back i mean i feel like no i don't think this is the end for broken star either i just don't remember what happens with him yeah i feel like he escapes yeah and like plotting things from the background i don't know i'm excited though i'm excited for book three i'm gonna buy it tomorrow at work hell yeah is there something that like you noticed reading this book for a second time that you did not pick up on when you read it as a child there's a lot with like did you find tiger claws development yeah tell me about this feels so obvious to me as an adult but when i was a child i was like honestly shocked by his development into a a villain because they kept they like drop these hints and then they like reel it back where they're like they have fireheart second guess himself and they have him be like mm-hmm. oh well like he must not actually be evil like he's just kind of a dick but like he has the best interest of the clan at heart but like it's so obvious that he's the villain anyway but yeah. when i was a kid it felt like oh my god it felt like a huge twist i was equally shooketh by the yellow fang broken star reveal <laughs> i lost my this time fucking as mind. I was last time like that one's big that one's big. That was huge. I'm psyched about that one. Um, I have Did much we talk more... about who we would cast as... <gasps> Wait, you know who I'd cast Frances McDormand as? Yellowfang. Oh my god, you're fucking right. Yeah, she'd be great Yellowfang. And and Meryl Streep as the voice of God yeah. in this one, then. She's yeah. Mother Mouth, because it's Mother Meryl... Mouth. The mouth Mermel, Mermel, yeah. Mermel Stirp. Who would you... <laughs> Mermel Spep. Who would you <laughs> cast as Princess? So if we have KJ Appa as Firestar still, mm-hmm. the kid from... Yeah, because he's like ginger and like handsome, but also kind of annoying. Yeah, exactly. This could be a hanging thread, because like tweet or email us. Could you remind us of our Twitter and our email? Because I oh, can't remember Oh, yeah, them. our Twitter is at fswwmpod and then our gmail our gmail our email account is firestarwalk all one word at gmail.com so get in touch yeah let us know who you would cast as different cats if you think a certain celebrity was a warrior cats kid oh wait no that was something i was texting about yeah brie larson brie larson brie larson do you think brie larson academy award winning actress brie larson red warrior cats 
Yeah. I think she might have. I think she might have. I th- she strikes me as, uh, on the if we're doing the scale of like weeb to warriors again. Yeah, though, weeb to warriors. She strikes me as more weeb. Yeah, I can see that. But yeah. possibility for both. Like, did you watch Unicorn Store? I did not. I could feel a little bit, I, ju- I don't know. I feel like I she's wouldn't got, be surprised. Like, I think she definitely hung out with kids who read Warrior Cats. Oh, for sure. Like, I think maybe she read Warrior 2 was like, oh, I'm not sure if it's for me, but like, I'll talk to you, my friend, about it. Okay, another another celebrity. Yeah, throw, I'm gonna throw this one out here. Um, just because I've listened to her song eight times today. Yeah. Even though it's a song that came out two years ago. Phoebe Bridgers. I can say with nearly 100% certainty that, yes, she read Warrior Cats as a kid. Awesome. I dig it. She is my age. She is 24 years of age, which is exactly the right age. And I can sense it on her like an aura. It's like, like finds like. I yeah. see her and I'm like, you, 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 were you did that. Kid. You absolutely hundo P read Warriors as a speaking, kid. There's not a doubt in my mind. Speaking of warrior children, and I wish we had shouted them out at the beginning of the podcast, and I hope to God they've listened this far, is I want to give a big shout out to the first person who I don't literally know in real life to have enjoyed our podcast. Isadora 4. Isadora 4 on iTunes. Who left we love the you. nicest review. It was the sweetest thing I've read in my entire life. It brought me so yeah. much joy. Shout out to you. Shout man. out to You're you. Great. Like, get in touch so we can shout you out on Twitter. And like, yeah, if you're comfortable with that, because I realize like this might put a lot of pressure on you. I don't know how old you are, or what you're at in your life. Uh, I hope you're liking the podcast. <laughs> so podcasts, podcasts. Yeah. But Isadora 04, you're great. I love you. And this is a- in a non creepy way, but like in a your review brought me joy. A warning to the rest of you. Please leave a review on wherever you watch it. Wherever so- you consume your medias. Just so that, you know, we know you're out there. We know you're we out like there. Your, or if you just want to shoot us an email or like DM us on Twitter and be like, hey, I like your work. Let us That's know. That's cool too. We love feedback. We as lo- long as it's positive because if it's negative, it will destroy me, mind, body, spirit, and soul. Yeah. Only, only give us only, positive. Only good, please. If, if it's like no flames. any No flames, please. No flames, please. Anything under a four star review breaks my heart. Did you? Don't consider I'm not sure if you're old enough to have done this, but were you active on fanfiction.net at all? Was I active on fanfiction.net? Back when there was porn on fanfiction.net. I dabbled. You dabbled. Do you remember when people would only release chapters if they got enough positive reviews? Yes. Yeah. That still happens on AO3. You're kidding. Not to like out myself as someone who still reads fan fiction, but people will still occasionally like do hold that. Like hold it hostage? Not hold it hostage in the same way, like but be like- that was like a full on thing that people would do. Or they'd be like, I will post the next chapter when I get 25 positive reviews on this piece of my writing. Possible future segment is okay. my friend Emily coming on and taking us on a journey. There were so many wild things in the early 2000s and oh like- Oh God, early 2000s internet. internet. The fan internet though? Yeah. The truly, do you remember that- uh, the misscribe thing. Do I ever do I go back and review that on Fanwank? Yeah. Oh my god, when Joe Biden fired her. Oh my god, everything about that. Joe Biden fired Miss Scribe. Do you remember Who sucks now? I mean he always sucked. Do you remember when she tried to pretend that her babysitter was behind it all? Everyone was like it was my babysitter, not me. Can we talk about something that like hits me in real life when I enjoy books and just drop kicks me right back to 2006? Is I was a Holly Black kid as a teen. Nice. I yes. loved Tithe so much. It was good. I'm still reading her books. She's great. She's great. But she's friends with Cassandra Clare. Cassandra Clare. Who was involved in the misscribe thing. <laughs> I am even afraid to say her name because... People could come out of the woodwork on the internet. Because if you say it three times in the mirror, like an angry Cassandra Clare fan will appear and kill you. (laughs) Yeah. 
if you were alive on the Harry Potter internet, even tertially in the mid 2000s, like, uh... wild. But also, she has more money than I will ever see in my entire life. So, like, whatever. Like, good for her, honestly. Good for her, yeah. Like, I kind of want to go back and be like, were we just being shitty because we hate women, but also plagiarism? I don't know. Little little bit of both. It's the same issue with Stephanie Meyer, where it's like, no, her books aren't great, but did people hate on them because they were widely loved by teenage girls? Yes. Yeah, let teenage girls love things. Like, they're I, not great. They're bad. They're definitely racist. They're definitely got some abusive undertones. They're not good books. But did they but... tap into something that teenage girls in particular wanted to read about? Yeah. Absolutely. Was it your, I was a Twilight kid. Up I until, was a Twilight kid, yeah. Up until I was like 15 and then I like. You realize you're too good for it when you're 15 and then you like you that know internalized what? misogyny You know what actually like you? took me off the path. It wasn't internalized misogyny, but you know what took me, me off the path of the Twilight kids? Huh. It was a cartoonist on DeviantArt who wrote <gasps> comics. And I don't remember this artist's name, but they saved my life. Um, And would write these like comic strips on DeviantArt because I'd go there and looking for Inuyasha fan, like fan art or whatever. Nice. You know, like I was a do. weeb. Who wasn't? Um, and like posted parody comics of Twilight. And at the time I was reading them, I'm like, this is bullshit. It's a good ass series. And then I was like sat down. And I'm like, no, wait, she's right. So whoever you are, like, we... what if it's, what if it's Isadora Ford? What if like, it's, what if it's the same person? Me. Full what if they circle. save me full circle? But yeah, no, I was into Twilight. And then I read all the books just because I wanted to know how they ended. And also like Cleo Linda Jones wrote hilarious recaps that I was obsessed with. Nice. Um, speaking of media that we've enjoyed, what media did we interact with between recordings that was not Warriors related, but we want to talk about? The new Stranger Things. I mentioned it Mm -hmm. earlier, but I really like this new season of Stranger Things. It, I watched it all in one sitting and I like got up that morning and was like, there's no way I can watch all of this in a day. And then 10 hours later, I was like staring at my screen and I was like, I just watched all of that in a day. Were were things strange? Things were strange. The body horror, way up from Mm -hmm. last season. Like, oof, that was a lot. That was a lot. This is why I don't watch the show because I'm easily upset. I think they counterbalanced by adding a lot more sort of humorous moments. And like this this season went full YA because the kids are now teens. They're all like, it's supposed to be, I think, the summer after their freshman year of high school. Okay, so they're like, yeah, like going on 15. And then the old teens are like 18, just graduated high school. So it's like teen central up in here. Love the teens. Um, And like it's full YA shenanigans start to finish, which is like Eleven and Mike keep like making out and like – And, like, Eleven and Max, who's the other girl, go on, like, a fun shopping trip to the mall. And then Eleven dumps Mike. And then they get back together. And, like, it's, like, teens, teen drama beyond your wildest imagining. Dustin has a girlfriend who everyone's, who we met at summer camp. And everyone's, like, she might be fake. And then turns out she's not. And she's from Salt Lake City, Utah, baby. Um, Yeah, it's, it's full of the good teen shenanigans. And they introduce a gay. And I'm obsessed with her. She's, she's so wonderful, Robin. I would take multiple bullets for her. Speaking of gays. Yeah. Can we talk about the show that you got me obsessed with? Are You the One? Specifically the new <gasps> season of Are You the One? The eighth season. We're only a few episodes deep, though. I think this we've only three. had three episodes. Because I'm far. waiting for the fourth to drop because it's it's a perfect reality it's show. 16? 16? 16. 16 sloppy bisexual water signs and like a couple air signs thrown together in a house in Hawaii and all they do is drink and fuck. It's the messiest and the the conceit of the show right is like mm-hmm. they've all been like psychoanalyzed by like psychologists and quote-unquote experts. love experts and they've been matched up but they don't know who their match is in the house so they have to find their perfect match in order to win a million dollars 
and they have to guess who their matches are. And if nobody guesses right, then they lose out on $250,000. I'm upset. Everyone's hot. Everyone's an idiot. Everyone's so sloppy. Everyone's so sloppy. It's amazing. It's incredible. I'm obsessed. Incredible. If you want to talk about Are You the One season, whatever number it is, it's like the gay one. Yeah. It's it's season eight. Tweet or email. I want to talk about it. The other one that I really want to watch is Love Island. I've heard a lot of good things about Love uh, Island. Also because Hozier recently tweeted about it. And his tweet was like, it feels like the human equivalent of putting a bunch of spiders in a jar and shaking it to see what happens. And Amazing. I was like, that sounds like my kind of television. That sounds like your shit. I want to shout out one piece of media. It was not, it was not so much a piece of media, but as a media viewing experience to mm. shout out to the Coolidge Corner Theater for putting on Keanu-thon. Tell us what Keanu-thon is. Keanu-thon changed my life. Mm-hmm. And me as a person, spiritually, I am different now. It was 12 literal hours of Keanu Reeves movies from midnight to noon. Oh my God. It was incredible. I'm a huge nerd, which is why I like this podcast, like a huge nerd for collectively in experiencing media. Like I also loved mm-hmm. pulling all-nighters in college with like people because it's like, oh, this sucks, but we're in it together. But anything yeah. sort of like where it takes a while and you're kind of loopy from being tired. But and you're also together. you're yelling yeah, like, and you're together. So like Keanu-thon hit like every single one of my buttons. So we watched Point Break, mm-hmm. Bill and Ted 2. Perfect their bogus journey johnny mnemonic which was i'd never heard of before buck wild there's a dolphin ice tea is in it i think it was only good because i saw it at four in the morning but at four in the morning that movie fucking ruled slaps it slaps in the japanese cut of the movie um the dolphin is addicted to drugs just heads up oh um then it was constantine which everybody liked more than i did but that's fine you're allowed to like what you like um rachel vice gets wet a bunch that's fun. They drop her in a bathtub a couple times at a pool. Rachel Weiss could have also been a good silver stream. Yeah. She's also got that like hot girl energy. A hot scary girl energy. Yeah. Yeah. And then it ended with Speed, which ruled. I love that movie. But Keanu-thon was great. I'll, all I did was like drink cold brew and eat popcorn all night. So like shout out to the Coolidge for shout putting that Coolidge. on. $25 too for six hours of movies is a great deal. Shout out to the Coolidge. For 12 hours of movies. general for just being a great theater and like always being there for me. It's why I'm it. like never going to leave Boston is because of the Coolidge and the Somerville. And the Brattle. Oh, and the Brattle. Brattle Trash Night. I've not been to Brattle Trash Night because the thing is, I love the Brattle. I hate Harvard Square so much. We should, we should wrap this we up. We should wrap up because we do have to get to D&D, which started ostensibly seven minutes ago, but whatever, it's at my apartment. We're huge nerds. So ready. I'm so excited for book three. All is right. that a text that I'm getting about someone being angry that I'm not at my own apartment for D&D? Probably. <gasps> oh no, it's my younger brother found a Pete Buttigieg book at our parents' house. Uh-oh. I had to explain to my mother why the tweet where someone was like, Pete Buttigieg is the human equivalent of the Bank of America float with like a sick burn. Because it was. <laughs> I'm going to shove him in a locker. It's great. And on that note. On that note, I think we're going to. You have Firestar. Walked. With. Us. Me. And me. Did we introduce ourselves? We Fuck. did. <laughs> we did. We did. We did. We did. Okay. We did. Okay. We did. We did. We did. Farewell. Good Bye. talk. Bye. Walk in the woods. Walk. With supervision. <laughs>